he who is wise will watch these and take to heart the Lord's kindness. For the word of God in scripture, for the word of God among us, for the word of God within us, thanks be to God. I don't know um, if you had any, uh, no, have, have known any kids that have had this assignment in their writing classes or in their literary arts classes, but um, my girls had, an, at least my youngest, had an assignment in her eighth grade year to do an I Am poem. It's kind of a classic assignment that's given, particularly to eighth graders, uh, where they're given some instructions like, um, I am, and then you have to choose two special characteristics of yourself to write down. I wonder some things that you may be curious about. I hear, and they, and they talk about what they hear. I see, I want. It's a really powerful exercise for kids. And I remember when our daughter did it, we were living in Bend, Oregon. We had moved from the East Bay when she was uh, in third grade, and yet she was still reflecting on, on part of her identity being from growing up in the East Bay. And it was interesting to hear how she identified herself in that space. And this morning, as we're talking about um, looking at Psalm 107, last week we talked about Psalm 104, which is this praise psalm, this kind of general acknowledgement that God is God, and we are creatures and, and and allowing that to to inform our lives that we are not in charge or in control and we are not the end all or be all and psalm 107 is not a praise psalm but a thanksgiving psalm it's a psalm of giving thanks and when you move from praise to thanksgiving uh, as uh, one commentator I read said, he said, you move into the particular. So praise is about the big. I am a cre- cre- my, our creatureliness. We used that word last week, creatureliness, our hum- the humility of who we are. And Thanksgiving is about, and this is how God shows up in particular in my life. Walter Brueggemann says, gratitude is the transformative currency of community. The transformative currency of community is gratitude. Now, I'm a person who does not like Pollyanna-ish kinds of things. So gratitude is always something that is hard for me, right? Because it's like, well, you know, really things aren't all that perfect. So how can we be grateful. Um, shouldn't we also acknowledge what's what's hard at the same time? And yes, but but I love this idea of gratitude being the transformative currency between us. And as I've been thinking about it this week, I realized gratitude requires so much vulnerability from us. Because to say I am grateful for something means that we have received it. And And to receive something means I may have needed something. I may not be able to provide everything for myself. And and actually, in gratitude, I am receiving something. And in that space of receiving is a vulnerability. And when we share with each other what we're grateful for, we're sharing 
our vulnerability. We're sharing gifts that we have received. Things that we maybe didn't ask for, or didn't deserve, but we're grateful for. Walter Brueggemann also says that um, conservatives don't like gratitude. He'll say, and just stick with me for a moment. Conservatives don't like gratitude because it means that that um, the rules aren't fair. That you can't, you don't deserve what you get. That God, you know, sends the rain on the just and the unjust. There are no rules about about around gratitude, you know. And so, so from a conservative perspective, it makes them a little uncomfortable. Now, the progressives, he says, the liberals on the other side are also uncomfortable with gratitude, and he says that's because. Gratitude from to God assumes an interventionist God, assumes that God has in some ways intervened in our life, which might actually mean that God is personal and engaged with our lives. And, and, and progressives tend to like to distance themselves a little bit from God because they're a little nervous about a God that's, that's messing around in their lives and messing around in the world. And that may mess with their theology a little bit. So, so whether you come from a conservative perspective or a liberal perspective, however you identify gratitude may make you a little uncomfortable. And I, I really liked, liked that because I thought, yeah, it's, it's true. There's, there's just a discomfort for us when it comes to receiving something and being grateful. This, uh, a psalm then plays out four, which we didn't read today, um, four kind of primal archetypal scenarios in, our, uh, in life. The psalmist talks about how some wandered in desert wastes, finding no way to an inhabited town. And so after this big pronouncement of who God is, there goes into these four struggles. And the first one is the struggle to walking through the desert and feeling a little lost and not knowing where you're going to find food and drink. Losing your way and not knowing your way forward is a very common, very human experience, isn't it? Mark Nepo tells the story about fish that were in a little uh, goldfish bowl and then while the, the bowl was being washed, the, the fish got placed in the bathtub and they stayed in this same little circle of the goldfish bowl in the corner of the bathtub because that's all they knew. And so when I think about God finding us when we're lost and showing us the way forward, it's like, look, you're just stuck swimming around here in this, in this little circle. There's, there's this whole other space that you could move or swim. And isn't that, I don't know how it is for you, but how it is when God finds us when we're lost and says, oh, there's a way forward here. Let's go this way. The second, uh, Thing that the psalmist notes is that some are locked in prison and God sets us free. I think that uh, to be born in this world and to be born human is is in some ways to be to be imprisoned in some way, not not by our own faults, but because of the systems we're built we're born into the the particularities of the functions and dysfunctions of our own family, we all 
um, have a sense of often being imprisoned. And so the psalmist names this experience of well, as well of being locked up and not being able to get free and says that God comes and lets us out of the places of the prisons that we find ourselves in. I love what C.S. Lewis says, God's compulsion is our liberation. God's compulsion is our liberation. So in the places where we find ourselves locked up, knowing that God is always there, looking to free us, and for that, we are grateful. So I wonder where you are participating with God's compulsion for your liberation, where you are seeking freedom. I know for me, sometimes it's just taking a long walk in the middle of a day where I feel really stuck. We're taking a moment to take a deep breath. We're seeking out help for a conversation with a spiritual director or a good friend. And for that, for those moments where we are set free, we are grateful. The third scenario is that God heals us from our illnesses. When uh, Sarah Miles, who, um, Paul, you probably know Sarah from St. Gregory's in San Francisco, she uh, became a Christian late in life, wandered into this crazy church in uh, San Francisco, and uh, saw this table sitting in the middle of the sanctuary and decided that that Jesus um, was not just speaking metaphorically about feeding people. He may have been speaking literally about feeding people. And on that table, she began to host a food pantry right there at St. Gregory's, which now has grown and feeds people all over San Francisco. And so what she came to believe is that that we often make healing and feeding and all of those things that Jesus asked us to do too metaphorical. That indeed, actually, God heals us and we can heal each other. Maybe it's not always a cure. Maybe it's not always making things better. But we can be involved in God's healing work. She says, Jesus calls his disciples, giving us authority to heal and sending us out. He doesn't show us how to reliably cure a molar pregnancy. He doesn't show us how to make a blind man see, dry every tear, or even drive out all kinds of life. Jesus shows us how to enter into a way of life in which the broken and sick pieces are held in love and given meaning in which strangers literally touch each other and in doing so make a community spacious enough for everyone. And so the psalmist gives gratitude for the ways God enters our lives and heals us. And that sometimes maybe, you know, direct surprise from God, but also most often seems to be through the healing touch and healing presence of a friend. The last one that the psalmist gives thanks for is the way that God meets us in our chaotic waters. He talks about people sailing, someone sailing on the sea, 
and the confident sailor who all of a sudden is afraid. Isn't that such the most archetypal image of all this chaos in our world that we're, we're trying to navigate and the world just seems so big and we can't engage and we can't find our ground and our bearing. And the psalmist says, God comes and calms the seas. I've been so touched by uh, the stories that keep coming over on Facebook of the places in classrooms where instead of using punishment, they're sending kids to meditation. And the power that that is be having to change how children engage and behave in a classroom when they take a moment to sit and be calm in the middle of the chaos. It's really powerful, especially for kids who have endured trauma of some sort and are acting out of that trauma to sit and be calm. And so God invites us to sit and be calm in our chaos, in the places where we feel overwhelmed by life. This um, sense of gratitude, this particularity of how God shows up in our lives in those places where we are in prison or sick or wandering or sailing on chaotic waters. This particularity is so important for us to rehearse to each other in gratitude. Last week I uh, sat in a, a workshop I was invited to it's a circle of the called I Belong Circle. It's, does it, it's um, supposed to bring people from across socioeconomic and ethnic spectrum in a community together to get to know each other. And so I was sitting at this table with um, many immigrants from Central and South America. And instead of an I am poem, they invited us to do an I am from poem. So I am from, and then we had to write certain kinds of foods that we, um, that we grew up with. So I am from pretzel jello salad. Thank you, Aidy, for making it for me a few years ago. I am from pretzel jello salad. I am from German sausages made in my grandfather's basement. But then I am from the landscape. And I wrote in, in mine, I am from German Dakotan immigrant tales and prairies planted with wheat. Gifts given by this country to my ancestors to invite them to plant their hopes and dreams in a new land. And so for that, in that moment of gratitude for the gifts given to me through my ancestors, through my great grandparents who made the journey over and found themselves on those rough plains and then found their way over to Lodi, California and gave me the life that I am so grateful for to have been born here and live here. I looked around the table at these immigrants and all of a sudden my gratitude connected me to their story. Not, not in a political way in any way, not beyond all of the conversations about who's right and who's wrong, but my own gratitude for the particularity of my story, the ways that, that my, my, I have found God in my life and God has shown up and the things that I am grateful for 
help me look at their in their eyes and see them in a whole different way. And as I listen to the news and I hear about the stories at the border, when I respond out of the place of gratitude and particularity for my story, then I become the one that can meet others in the places where they are imprisoned. I become the one that can meet the places, people in the places where they are in need of healing. I become the one who comes to someone who may be wandering and shows them there's a road here. I become the one who can be the calm in the chaotic waters of another. And so gratitude leads us, the particularity of our gratitude leads us into the world to become the hands and feet of God. It is the transformative currency of community. Amen.